uh, I actually couldn't hear you. You couldn't hear me at all? I, I mean, when I was walking back, but I, I thought that uh, there's nobody here. So I thought if I kept the, the door open that I'd be able to hear you from my bathroom, which is like only like 15 paces away. You know, ah. but uh, but it was it was uh, too far away. So I'm, I'm that's glad. okay. Well, I kept the listeners. I kept talking to the listeners. The listeners and I, we had a, a special special talk. It was starting to affect my productivity having having a pee. So I, I was like, the listeners deserve better. God damn it! I know. I have to pee too, but like I keep ignoring it. I don't know, guys. Yeah. Well, you're. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't have to pee that bad. But I couldn't resist the opportunity of <laughs> leaving Michelle alone. <laughs> I figured that was it. You know what? I'm I had this. Guy. Oh, had this... look! I'm in a spot. I, well, I guess this is meaningless for everyone else. But on my phone, I'm, I've, I've taken over the, the top. Oh, wait a minute. No, Michelle and Ryan just swapped spots. I'm still on the same spot. Okay, this is weird. How did that happen? Did you guys just? Are you just pranking me? Did you go to each other's house and switch it up? Yeah. Yeah. Ryan's really at the bungalow, and I'm at Ryan's place. This exactly. is all. This is virtual uh, effect trickery. Well, I never. So. So apologies. Go on. Yeah, go on. It's okay. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to make this Michelle-centric, but these are burning questions, and I figured that I have you two. I. Don't know exactly. I mean, you are, you probably have a little more experience than I do. I don't want that to come out wrong, but I'm going to finish well, out my question. Yeah, we're a couple of dogs way back. We've, we've done it all, dude. Name it. You name it. One night stands. Nailed it. Committed long-term relationships. Nailed it. All these weird, awkward things where people don't agree on what the definition of a relationship is. And then somebody gets hurt real bad. Done it. I'm all, about, I'm all about like a 10,000 night stand. That's my. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a good one. Wow. <laughs> so, That's all right. Good... Well, he, my, list, my list runs very short. Three. Three serious boyfriends. One of those includes my husband. So three. Nice. So like, I'm like new, baby. I'm like new. Mm, 18 years, but I'm like new. So here's my question. Mission. Michelle, real quick. Yes, buddy. Could you just rank them? Uh, gold, silver, and bronze. The three you've been with. <laughs> just real quick. <laughs> no, no. Just real quick. No worries. Hakuna Matata. Okay, so I am going to explain why I'm ranking them. Because I have to. Because I don't know if any of them... All right. So I'll... Scout Town, they won't listen to this part. They, they, they'll... I don't care. You. They won't do it. I don't care. Okay. Uh, so anyways, all right. So I'm gonna rank. I'm gonna start from the bottom up. Bronze, the current ex. Boom. Second, his best friend Craig. Boom. Go. Talking about. I don't play no game. Craig was my first boyfriend. That was sixteen, and then I I dumped him and married his best friend, which was a bigger mistake. Gold, gold is my ex from Texas, Mike, and I'll only give him the gold star rating because he actually, upon watching Say Anything with Me, which is my favorite movie, he ran out and he bought a Lloyd Dobler esque jacket. 
in the middle of mm -hmm. summer and he wore it wherever we went in the middle of summer. So for- Oh, okay. Did he ever look more like Sam Kinison in that jacket? No, he was actually, he had a really nice figure in that jacket. He was very tall and very dapper. He's a very handsome gentleman. We would run around in his mother's pink geo tracker all summer. So he didn't have the Lloyd Dobler-esque car. It was a short little compact uh, pink tracker. <laughs> but he's the gold. He would be the, if I, if I had to rank it, that's what it would be. Congratulations, Chris. Lloyd Dobler. You nailed it. Yeah. Does he know? Does he know? He's on the. Does he know he's on the top? He knows no. now. I would never tell him. Yeah. Don't tag I him would in never this. Never tell any of them. <laughs> None of them are worthy. Looks like looks like your looks like your Dobler radar <laughs> is going off off the charts. Oh, oh I don't Again, I, they, I had something. I had something there, and then it didn't really uh, paint out. It looks like my boyfriend's a Dobler ganger. My ex-boyfriend's a Dobler ganger. There you go. Way to punch it up. Yep. Nice know. job. Thanks. Dobler gang. Yep. There you go. Just, just out of curiosity, for my my second question. Again, going right. back, I've never had a casual encounter. I've never had a one night stand before. I don't know what's in my future. I'm just trying to play it safe. I will tell you that I have a 12 month rule of no dating. And I think I might've mentioned this before. However, what people don't know is I've got a very tiny short list of few that would breach that exception easily. And I have this, my short list of few is comprised of famous and not famous people. Number one on my list, Childish Gambino, AKA Donald Glover. It doesn't get any more sure. unattainable than that. My He's list- horrible. Yep. My list is, uh, my list is comprised of all attainable, <laughs> unattainable. That's why. So, okay. Famous, but anyways, it's a very small list. But how do you know, as a gentleman, as a guy, you gotta, if you guys have had one night stands, there's had to been a vibe that you had to put off, like to get a girl to trust you. How do you know a dude is safe to go home with? Like, what kind of vibe do you guys put out to let a girl know that you're safe to go home with her? Like, you know what I mean? Like. How does that even happen? I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine going into a place, not so knowing somebody and just being like, let's take out our private parts and take it into the light of day. Okay. Or whatever they say. That's, so I have a hypothetical answer and, and I'll let Matt go after, but I think that uh, also not having dated for a pretty long time, <laughs> that- that uh, traditionally the way to do the one night stand is to go to a bar and to get uh, very drunk with somebody and then you go home with them from what I understand. I think the new version of that is to be online and be like, uh, uh, you know, I want to hook up with somebody and then you do. I don't, I, I, that's, that's what I, I believe. Maybe Matt has some insights on this. But that's weird. I have, yeah, I have no, uh, <laughs> It does seem weird in general. And I, I think that it's traditionally been people in taverns. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight. Um, Cause I'm, act I'm not, my nature, I've actually, I would say my nature is I'm a, I'm a huge, my, my main, uh, Probably, but my most common, I mean, my most common, it's like I've, I have, I've had a slew of long-term relationships and stuff, but then the in-between stuff, 
I've been a big fan of the fling. I've had a lot of like summer flings that take place all sorts of different times of year. Okay. So that's like, that's the main thing where it's like you're going into the relationship knowing that there's going to be an expiration date because uh, either they're moving away. Uh, actually, almost 100% of the time they're moving away. One time I was moving away also, but usually, <laughs> but it, it has something where it's just like, it's just like this nice confide, just like, all right, this is like a nice fling. So I'm mostly, it, I've actually rarely, I've, I've only pulled off uh, a handful of one night stands because that's usually, honestly, it's, my nature isn't, I don't like, I would like to, it's like, all right, we did this once. Why would I want to start from scratch? Like, I'm always just, just like the OCD of it all. It's like, it's like a whole to do to like, <laughs> to like let somebody know, like to go through all the preamble to let you know, like, I'm not a bit like, that's not a thing. Like, I don't think I'm a big, like the conquest thing. I think it's a necessary evil to get to that, like, to get to, like, that honeymoon, just like, oh, this is the fun, like, blingy type of a thing. That's that's what it is for me. With the, ex I think that's why I've employed, I've been known, like, call me a, call me a dirtbag, but when I do, when I have done the one night stand, when I do make sex just like uh, a commodity, that's why I think I'm a big proponent of the sex worker for this reason. Where it is like, where it is just like, all right, it's this for that. Like, this is a thing. And, you know, there's, that's fraught with peril and stuff, too, because, you know, that's a, it's, a whole, it's a whole nother to do. But for me, the one night stand, the times that I, and I'm also like, um, I guess that is what they do with, like, the online dating. They just like, and, but for me, that is like, like I'm, you know, like, I, I've used it and stuff, but I've never actually, like, done anything really from it in a real way generally um it's just yeah it's it that's just, that's i think it's just you know I'm, I'm an old man yelling people to get off my lawn it's just that's it's, it's <laughs> it seems so gross to me and so like there's no like there's there's it's so devoid of like the romance of like the meeting like and like it's like oh wait is this a person like i like that like do they like me is it like this like i like that little bit of like gray area the time yeah. that i did overtly try to pull down pull down some fine honeys from the bar I had a very specific tactic and it went like this. I walked up to a, to a lady and I don't have, I honestly don't have this kind of like, I, I used to be a lot more brazen, I think, and a lot more uh, brash. Um, but I would walk up to a lady and I asked him this, the following question. Hey, would you, would you guys like to play some Yahtzee? That's what I did. <laughs> and one time, the closest, I never got sex out of it. I never parlayed that into sex, but I did parlay that into going back to their house and playing Dr. Mario all night. So who's the real winner? And honestly, that's yeah. better than sex, Jen. Nice. But yeah, nice. but my, all my one night stands, I honestly, yeah, I don't think I've had a one night stand since I've been sober, but that's usually just sort of like, like, I honestly, I don't know what happens, but I get like, um, like, you know, just get blackout drunk and somebody else is blackout drunk and then we just <laughs> hook up and I don't know. That's, I don't, there's not, yeah. I don't have a big ambition for one night stands and it, it's definitely happened, but it's never been like a conquest kind of, it's never been exactly a mission of mine. Like I'm going to get late tonight going to a bar thing. Well, I'm going to continue to avoid them for myself because I just, by listening to everything, I really start to put together, I'm not that person. I'm not a one night stand person and that's okay. I don't have to, but I feel like 
being out of the gate and like newly single, like you almost have to try these things. And it's like, I don't want to. Does that make me miserly? No. No. No, I think it's one of those things no. that, uh, you know, is, is probably not as commonplace as uh, teen sex comedies would have us believe. Although, I don't know. I'm just speaking from my, my uh, are you frozen? Is Michelle frozen? There you go. You guys were frozen for a second, but you're not anymore. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've, it does. It seems to me like anytime I, uh, when I was younger and single, that I'd go out to a bar and think like, this is where, uh, this is where people go to decide who to have sex with. It seems like as soon as I decided that, nobody else at the bar thought that's what was going on anymore. You know, where you like walk in, it'd be like if you walked onto somebody else's like a like a city basketball court, and you were like, all right. I'm playing too. You're surrounded by people who are all playing basketball with each other. But if you like just walked in and were like, me too, they'd all like the record would skip and they'd just be like, you don't belong here. That's my impression. That might be anxiety. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think there is, yeah, there's a lot of preconceived notions of like, yeah, what are, what are, what are the kids up to out there? And yeah, it's it's not it's not particularly accurate, but okay. I mean, I, I for me it is it is nice. I always found it to be helpful, like after a long term relationship, just to knock just to get a get a knock out a few numbers, get the numbers going, <laughs> just get a few <laughs> throw a few randos in the mix, like maybe not one nice stand, but I've also and then once you get like, I don't know for for me it's like once you once you get like a track it's like right now it's like. I kind of go, I take, I take a walk down ecstasy. I've been known to do that where you just, you, you've been with a bunch of people and then why don't you just go back down the list and just start uh, and just, uh, this isn't the most romantic way to look at it, but just start recycling, for, you know, <laughs> just start getting a, getting a groundhog's day loop going. That's, uh, but um, you probably don't want to do that with, with your specific three now, but. Well, it might, or I don't know. might be an opportunity to uh, look at, you know, people that, that maybe uh, you you had had put in that category in the past that you missed your opportunity with or the time didn't line up or whatever. You know, you go back through your, your uh, you know, greatest misses and make them hits. That's certainly one thing you yeah. can do. Hmm. There's only one. There's only one miss. And I was 19. So that ship has sailed. So we're gonna. Cause they're dead. No. Can do it. Can do it up. <laughs> they live in Hawaii, yeah. and they're in elementary school, and they're an elementary school teacher in Hawaii. Oh well, you know Hawaii has hardly any uh, COVID. You could probably just zoom over there with a couple of ukuleles and uh, you know uh, get laid. That's a Hawaii pun. Oh yeah. Well. Or I could stay here and remain queen of the fungalo, master of my domain, forever. Mm. I don't know, forever. Follow-up question, though, guys. Yeah, go for it. If anybody tried to mess with me, would you guys beat them up for me? Sure. That's all I needed to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one thing, that's one weird thing I've always had. Like, my, my fantasy is like to defend someone's honor or something like that like i would love like the idea that like somebody was messing with you and then like ryan 
and I just like both grabbed our respective baseball bats from the backseat of our cars and just like tuned up a motherfucker. I like my, the fantasy I always go to in my head is that scene in uh Goodfellas when Ray Liotta, he's just like got the gun. He just knocks him the fuck out with a gun. <laughs> he, he says, <laughs> dead. I was like, Oh, I would love to say if you touch her again, you're dead to somebody and mean it. Oh, how would feel so much purpose. That would be great. It sounds like fun. And then if you guys were doing that, I'd be right behind you guys and I would be yelling, ride those levels, ride those levels, man. You know, Prepare somebody to mess with you just so that we yeah. can teach him a lesson. Yeah. I want to, I want to say like, looks like we need to teach this guy some manners. I want to say that. Now I feel like I should go f- like start something so you guys can do that just to because it sounds so nice. <laughs> well, what about this? I feel like well, you and Sean Calhoun, you guys, are, you guys are like mortal enemies, right? So why don't we just tune him up? It's <laughs> like a Mortal Kombat kind of thing. Oh, it <laughs> sounds like you guys got this ongoing beef. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's funny. He didn't call me a Labrador Retriever. I haven't forgotten that. Oh. <laughs> He did call I me. I think that's a good practice. We won't give him the full baseball treatment, but maybe we'll get, get a couple a couple switches. Do people still whack somebody with a Aww. switch? Yeah. What is that, a, a stick? stick. That? You do a little tap tap like that? Switch treatment. Yeah. Effective. And they'll get like the sharp little scars from like the whipping. Oh. If you do it right. Mm. If you do it right. <laughs> Okay. Specialized All right. skills here. All right. Hey. Yeah. You guys, I uh, promise we're coming down to the final two questions, and it feels like it's been 10, but it really has only been two questions. I only prepared four. <laughs> Question number three I'm a gal that likes to overthink things. I overanalyze. I see things that aren't even really there. In this world, just so I know, when whatever this happens or whenever I can expect it, how does a gentleman show you that they're interested? Is there a, is there, now I'm talking to you like there's like one unifiable way that all guys act, but not everybody's the same. So in general, how do gentlemen show interest? What are some signs? Uh, write a song about you and then invite you to, uh, and not, but you don't know that's why you're there, but then uh, I'll, I'll sing it. That's what I... Yeah. Did you yeah, that's that? pretty, that's, that's pretty overt. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty overt. Yeah. Some people, I gotta be honest, with, with the youth today, it's because when I was, when I was growing up, it was like you read the signs and the body language and like, I like, I like a lot of that. I gotta say a lot of that is, is, is a dying art do with the uh the swiping apps where it's just like okay the first wing is just so just um it's just yeah it's it's not clinical is not the right word but there's some other word that's better where it's just, but it's so just like blame like yes or no black or white and then people are a lot more just like direct like i've had a lot more times where people are just like hey hey matt woodland i like you like that do you like me like that like literally like not even like talking to their friends and like like it's this new weird thing which is like it's not the it's not it's it's not the 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 romance uh, art of seduction uh, era that I'm used to because I am I'm really big into that like oh do they like like I lo- I love that whole just like mystery of it all oh yeah um, but it's like yeah I mean for me it's I mean it's so much of it is is 
yeah, it's like, oh, they ask you, you know, they ask you to hang out or they do this thing or go to this social function. And then you're questioning like, oh, do they want me? Are they, do they want to be friends with me? And frankly, I got to be honest, if a guy is like asking somebody to do anything, to do anything, it's, yeah. of course they're into it. Why, why? I honestly don't understand being friends with people that I wouldn't potentially be like romantically. I don't know. I'm like, uh, I, I, it's, it's almost like, it's such a blurred like area nowadays where it's just like, there is like, like you kind of, there is like some, like it's so not a black and white between like romance and platonic and stuff like that. And it's such like a evolution and that thing, it's such like a, a moving target and stuff. But I think, yeah, I think it's, cause I think by, I think human nature is to downplay and to be like, no, this per unless you're just like uh, a sociopath that's just like, oh, this, she's into me. Oh yeah, definitely into me. And really doesn't know how to read the signs. If you're yeah. the kind of person that picks up on people's signs at all, you can generally just rest assured that if you have an inkling that somebody's into you, that they're probably way more into you than like, than you're allowing. Because it's, I mean, especially you, Michelle, you, know, you strike me as somebody that's very in tune with like what people are doing and like what's happening, like the social dynamics of a situation. So I would say you would be, you would be a, a prime example of something that would be able to pick up on like body language, social situation. And then just, cause you would probably be more apt to be like, no, he's probably not into me. And like, I think you would be a lot more hesitant than the actual reality of it is anyways. So I think, I think you're, I mean, have you ever been like, like, have you ever been like completely wrong about a social situation? Like for me, like where you think somebody's into you and it's like not that at all? Have, has that happened to you? Really? <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Interesting, very interesting. I don't know if maybe it's the carpet, like maybe they just were playing games or whatever, but like I thought so. And then they ended up dating somebody else like two weeks later, it was like, okay. But then we- That is, yeah, it- That's, yeah, it's a weird situation. I mean, yeah, because I, I think also some people, some people's natures might be just like, because I think, yes, yeah, some guys might just be like, that's part of their personalities to be very flirtatious and stuff like that. When that, that's, that kind of thing does get tricky, where it's just like, okay, it does, what does, what does, and I think it is, that's why it's like, I mean, I still, I still stand by, like, I'll bet you like your intuition about it would be pretty accurate in that you seem pretty in tune with stuff. But also, I mean, some people are just like, some people are like, uh, they, they, they throw a wide net too, where they're just like, they're kind of like, it's like, yeah, I'd be, I'm sort of pursuing a bunch of people at once for some reason. And that doesn't necessarily mean, so they maybe they, I, I mean, I don't know the situation of this situation, but it could have been like, oh, they're pursuing you and this other person, like they just sort of worked out like that. But mm. yeah, I, I, I don't really know, but it, yeah, it is, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of like, how, what it, like, is there specific things that I do like when I'm interested in someone? Like, I think I'm pretty. I think I'm fairly like. I think I do play coy to some extent on purpose. Like, I do try to keep some. Like, I I, I try not to be super overt because I think there has been a time like when I've been younger where I do just like where I've been really I had done like grand like grand gestures like misguided grand gestures that really <laughs> backfired in a big way. So I think I'm a lot more, I, tr I attempt to be very subtle, but I think, I think there's, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's all about, especially if there's like body language and just like, if they're, if you're, 
sitting next to someone, like you can pretty much tell. Like those knees are kind of pointing towards you. If they like when they're talking to you, like they'll just sort of touch your hand or like make like any, you know, I mean, all that obvious stuff, I would say is pretty sure fire because like it would seem crazy for me to just like be like to physically like touch in a weird way, like somebody that I wasn't interested in. It, right. it seemed like it seems gross. Like, why would I do that? That makes a lot of sense to me. Makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I felt like you gentlemen definitely answered my question there. So thank you. And trusting my instinct. Thank you for reminding me to trust my instinct, Matt, because sometimes I feel a little jaded because I do overthink. I'm a classic overthinker. And when you overthink mm -hmm. and you get in your head too much, even if it's like a little bit of anxiety mixed in a little bit there, you question yourself. And so I am confident. I'm very confident most of the times, but I do have that little side to myself where I do second guess myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think yeah, I always feel like yeah, the more the more I think about like when I really am in my head and my my thoughts and stuff like that. Eventually, that will be the my insecurity will dictate like the stories that I start telling myself and and things like that. So it's like I find myself when I'm just in my head. The more I think about it. The, the less um, I am advocating like or, or like really putting energy into like the best aspects of myself or like the most uh, yeah the most uh, healthy aspects of myself but yeah I, I relate to that like once the overthinking and the, the it's like oh well what does this mean maybe it could have mean this mean that it's just like because yeah. I, I mean I don't know it's like I honestly like I never like being like romantically hurt is so not a deterrent for me it's like hmm. it's like yeah what Whenever I, whenever I get, like, there probably would be a time when, like, I would handle it poorly and then I'd be self-destructive, but generally now when, like, I'm hurt, like, I'm pretty, like, it's, it's always a growing opportunity for me, like, every time, so, like, it's, like, I really don't anymore look at, like, being, like, oh, I shouldn't go into this because I don't want to be hurt or, like, even, like, if a situation seems like, oh, I'm definitely going to get hurt by this, it's yeah. just, like, who cares? Go for it anyways. <laughs> oh, really oh, I'm going to be hard. Yeah, being heartbroken, that's that's called that's that's some of the best things in life. <laughs> I think you just fucking taught me something. This is crazy because like I've always had like I've always been afraid of the hurt. Like this this huh? you know, it, it's the worst thing in the world. But you are so right. It's part of the it's part of the experience. And what I'm trying to teach myself now is exactly what you were just talking about is like you learn from everything that you go through with the the relationship that hurts you in some way or you know you can look at it and just kind of learn from it. And I think that's a really important thing to, for you to say and for me to hear. So thank you. That was really, yeah. Jesus. I mean, I think, yeah, it's, yeah. If you, if you can recognize like how you like, I mean, just seeing like you and like, in like what you like the, like the, just like the pinnacle of like, you know, of her and stuff like this and like the, the biggest kind of things and look how, um, and just look how you've grown. Like, look how, Look how well, look like you're handling in, in like just immensely, like in inspirationally, like healthy ways. And like, look how you're thriving. Like you're not, you're not crushed by this. You're like, and it's like to recognize that, like how much you have, have this, like what you do and just like how much pride you should have for yourself and like how you are handling, like when life is throwing this stuff at you, just recognize like, dude, you don't have to be worried about, oh, some boy's going to hurt you, please. <laughs> You've handled the hardest thing there is to handle. You're good to go, girl. Get a train whistle on that. See, I want to sing something. Oh, I love it. I want to do a kazooie. Uh, 
I just need to say this for the listeners at home. I am officially the luckiest gal in the world because I do this podcast with two terrific guys that know what it's about when it comes to supporting women and things of that nature. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. My two favorite people in the world right now. Uh, okay, guys. Last, last question, and then I will stop torturing you. And then believe it or not, if you want, we've got two <laughs> more segments after <laughs> Look at Brian's <laughs> Do you think I maybe we should just end this <laughs> with uh, the the final Michelle question because I something tells me we've been here our entire lives. I mean, I, Ryan Ryan's Mr. Editor. Like I don't know, I, I don't I don't know what you guys think, but do you think maybe this is a special episode where we don't go through all the categories, or do should we just go through everything as it is? I don't, I don't know what you guys are thinking. Considering you're currently in danger of being ripped out of your car by a mountain lion. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm good to go. And I have plenty of gas and plenty of drive. <laughs> all kidding is that taking away all the artifice, I'm actually, I, I, could, I, could, I could easily be here for much longer. So oh, really? I, just wonder, I, I don't really know. I don't know what the time frame we are is. And I know Ryan Thanks has to deal low. with all the editing. What's up? The stakes are low. <laughs> the <stakes are> low. <laughs> They've never been lower. But I don't know what you guys should we go through all the categories? That's up to you guys. Super... Let's maybe let's maybe get the one one more question out of the way, and then maybe we'll see if we have time yeah. for a uh, top five. Ooh. Just a top five, yeah. Let's do that. Just a top five. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Final question, and thanks again for your patience. Where the fuck is my question? Before my, okay, I was recently in marriage counseling before my marriage sank like the Titanic. And in marriage counseling, we discussed love language. Because, I don't know, do you guys know what love language is? Uh-huh. You do know what love, the concept of love, love language? I so do, Ryan, yes. Love language is how you express yourself, like the innate way that is most natural to you to express your love for somebody. Do you do it by t telling them more? Do you do it by, you know, hugging them, kissing them? Are you physical? Are you like, how do you express your, you know, love for somebody? Love language. Okay. So in my counseling, it was, I, we arrived that my love language was actually through food preparation. How I show that I love is through food prep, but this works also in the romantic field as well as other fields, which didn't bode too well for me because my question here is, what are the chances are a gal can get by on a guy just digging her love language of food prep? Would a gentleman be impressed by that? And then I made oh, a little yeah, joke. Yeah. I did make a little joke and I want to tell you my joke that I came up with. I do, yeah. Okay, so I used to I used to bake for my ex all the time, and then I found out that he wasn't even sponge cake worthy. Seinfeld episode fans, sponge. Hey, can we just? I have to write. You have. I've let. I've, I've let him go by. The, but you have. This is your third Seinfeld reference tonight. Banya, master of your domain. Oh yeah. And now sponge. Yep. Weird. <laughs> Do you, were you aware? Is this are these little Easter eggs for the for the <laughs> Is this like, I wasn't aware. Are you making, a drinking, are you making a drinking game out of this? I'm not aware of. That's what I did. Yeah, I'm just tossing it <laughs> back, tossing it back. But uh, but really, 
is food preparation like love language would a gentleman see that and be like oh she likes to cook for me all the time and be like that's my girl or does it all come down to physicality i th i think uh effort and like uh consideration you know the fact that somebody's uh because uh, i think the short answer is yes uh, in a lot of situations you know we all love food but i think that it's the uh you know, it, it's a stand in for the time that I spent doing this, the effort that I spent, you know, I had to think of like what kind of food would, uh, you know, this other person want. So it's, it's sort of a whole bunch of different things that you're, you're putting together, I think. And uh, besides that, uh, food is delicious. And <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it, it's uh, the gesture of preparing somebody food is uh, you know, it, it could be many things, but that certainly is a, a way of, of uh, show, showing that love. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, yes, I definitely, it definitely, I mean, because I think like you said before, it's all about recognizing and I, I, I'm a huge fan of the love languages and that, that's been a big revelation to me in terms of like relationships where it's like, I would do like, cause there are a lot of times it's like, I would like, I would show, I would show my love with like being, trying to be helpful, trying to be like, like trying to offer, like, how can I help you in any way? Or it's like, whenever you, like, how could I be like spit, like be a give rides or stuff like this. And I would just like bend, bend over backwards and like that like, or me like driving a really far distance to take care of the situation or something like that. And that was like my intention. Like, that's what I, I was trying to show love in that. But sometimes I think like, cause for me to, to receive love, I think at, at some point it's like, if you get to like, eventually I'll need to just be like, like I'll need the physical affection and I'll need like somebody to like, I'll need like the verbal reassurance and like to pick up. And even if it's like about like, I'll like it sometimes like I'll need like, when you're making, like what's the, the motivation for making the food? Like sometimes, because sometimes like making food, like in a, in a family atmosphere, it's just like, it almost like, that's an easy thing to be taken for granted. Mm -hmm. So if, like, there's very specific things. And like, if you make like your, your intent clear for like, I'm making this for you because I love you or like, I mean, maybe you don't need to specifically spell it out like that. But like, I think that is true. Like what Ryan was saying is like the, the gesture of doing it. Like that's huge. And I've, I've definitely received that in like, definitely that's, that's been huge for me, like receiving the yeah the, the gesture of making food and also like once that's established like oh this person's doing this because uh they love me it's like then it's like i can like i can sort of rest assured on that and stuff but sometimes i find it especially in the beginning of a relationship where you're not where it's kind of like the love language is there's kind of like a disconnect it's like we're doing like i'm showing it this way but this person needs to receive it that way because i also think like i show love so oftentimes like it's been a to realize like I show love in a certain way and that's not necessarily the way that I need to receive love, which is, is that's like, a, that's like a huge thing I realized. And like, and I, I think only more lately have I realized like the, the necessity for physical affection and then just like verbal, like <laughs> literally just tell me again, <laughs> like reaffirm that kind of thing, mm -hmm. which is something I didn't really think I realized for a while, but yeah, I'm a big fan of the love language. And I definitely think cooking, is that that's a huge like that's that's like a yeah a gesture like uh 
I, I think, yeah, what, that's a specific, I've, what's the actual word, but that definitely falls under the category of one of the love languages of like, uh, I forget which one, which one that is, but for sure. Interesting. Think, that'll be wonderful. I find that interesting also. I just... <laughs> <laughs> well, the feedback that I've gotten is just immense. And thank you, gentlemen, for your for your brain power and your knowledge, your wisdom, just the immense freaking wisdom that comes out of you two. This has been a very uh, sincere episode. That's of this true. <laughs> that's true. That's... Shows we can do more than just goof around, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But then we'll get back to the goofing around. You better fucking believe it. Hey, speaking of goofing around. Let's goof. Uh-oh. I just <laughs> one in my chair. Speaking of goofing around, who wants to do top five? Snake farts. Is that how you charm a snake to fart? That'll be good when you pursue that guy in Hawaii. That's like the thing that uh, uh, Peter Brady brought to us. Scare the guy out of the cave. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you want to know how badly oh, that went? Do you want to know how badly that went? For Peter Brady? No, yeah. for the guy in yeah. Hawaii. I saw him in line at the movies like eight years later, and his name was Shad, S-H-A-D. And I was like, Shad, Shad. Shut up. <laughs> and he was like, he ignored me. He just looked over, he looked at me and ignored me. And I was like... Me. Oh well. Me, myself, and I, baby. I'm my favorite person to date right now. Ooh. I have my little uh, date yourself Saturday nights. I do that shit. I make myself a fancy dinner every Saturday night and I watch a movie that I like. I date myself. Nice. I do that a lot too. I don't think of it like that, but I. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look at the mayor, Ryan. We're gonna have a little rye rye date tonight. Let me strike a pot. <laughs> Prepare a wonderful meal of uh, of uh, pop tart. Then just watch some good old gore. Yeah, it's a date. It, I feel like it counts. You can date yourself. Oh, look. John, our I friend John. I don't know if you remember John. What is that? No! Ryan, what is that? <laughs> Is that another picture of a snake? No, it's not. It's food. They, they, they <laughs> like, like kidnappers. They mail it, uh, uh, mail you a photo oh, yeah. of food. You guys, I'm going. I gotta go pick up my food. I'll be right back. All right, buddy. This is long. <laughs> this do you have any? What, Michelle? Do you have any? What? How long have we been gone? I, I'm curious. Is this? This is the. This is by far the longest one we've ever done. Yeah, it's 7.46 right now, so it has to have been two hours. <laughs> and I can tell you, I'm feeding Dan, Daniel Fogarty, who lives in East Hampton. I told him I'd feed his cats this week. So after this, I have to drive to East Hampton and feed cats and then come back here. Damn. Yeah. yeah. What do you think Brian got? I think, Brian, I think Ryan got... 
I can see the lo mein, and I would add like a some kind of maybe a sushi too if you went for jap like Chinese Japanese because some places will give you sushi too. You can buy sushi there too. Oh, believe you me, I know that. I get a couple, but once a week I get a little miso soup and a little sushi. Really? That's but they used to separate. You used to be able to get it all on the same menu, and now you, they broke it up by uh, now you got to go to. It's like take a trip to China, get your miso. Now take a trip to uh, J- Japan, get their uh, get the sushi. It's like, come on, guys, can't we just? I mean, this is probably. Yeah, why don't can't we just put? I'm sick of this breaking things up by. Can't we just throw a continent together? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> One... All right. So Ryan, we had a little wager about what you got for dinner. I actually don't think we put we. Um... Oh. I said you got low main, and Michelle yes anded me and said you got not only did you get low main but you got a little sushi too. That so, actually sounds really good, but uh, I got I don't want that to set on fire, dude. Candles or something? <laughs> I mean, I don't want anything to set. Don't get me wrong, I don't want anything to set on fire, but in particular, I don't want that plastic ass carrying case. I have. Uh, Ordered my myself a uh, a burger and fries and quesadilla, because I'm worth it. From JJ's Tavern <laughs> in Florida. I was just gonna guess JJ's. I was oh. just gonna guess JJ's. Because I've recently found out a that they have really really good fries, and b that they are close enough to my house that the fries won't be steamed by the time they arrive. Yep. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Definitely a consideration. Perfect, right? So, fellas, what do we think? Do we want to call this, or do we want to do some top five? Maybe this could be, like, a two-parter episode, because I think it's like we're going on, like, three hours now. Yeah, kind of like two. <laughs> For real. This is a long episode. Yeah. Top two. Yeah, maybe top we can break. Let's do a top two. Okay. Right, let's do a top two list and call it a day. And Yeah, maybe if there's a... Because I, there's probably, yeah, we get, there's probably, there's probably break this baby into two, a two-parter. There's such a thing. Podcasts do that. They do two-parters. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I'll pick out a topic for top five, and then we'll just do two of them. Right? Let's do it. This is how we do it. We can't use top five topics for top two. I won't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Bureaucrat. All right. Read this. What are we looking at here? <laughs> I couldn't read your writing before there was uh, this situation. Okay, what does this say? All right. Personal have- pelicans. Personal pelicans. <laughs> no. Personal Albums. Pelicans. Albums. Personal. Oh. Oh, al- so personal albums. Oh, I prob- was this one of my suggestions? Yeah. All right. So top two. Okay. So top two albums, but not like, all right, what are the best albums of all time? Like very specific to you. Like maybe, maybe most people don't like this album, but what are your personally, personally, all kidding aside, what are your top two albums? Ooh, good one. Okay. Good one. I, my actually, because I, I, I understood the personal thing to be a little different. Like, I thought maybe it was, like, the albums that are most personal to you. Like, the top five albums that are most personal to you. But my... Yeah. 
Dealer's choice. Okay. Uh, so Ryan Adams and the Cardinals, it's a double, uh, I'm going to actually count this as one and two because it's actually a double disc set. The name of the album is literally Ryan Adams and the Cardinals four and five. And I started listening to that. I've always liked Ryan Adams, but I started listening to that album when I was living in Minneapolis and I just got my arthritis and I was into like the throes of depression because I couldn't walk. I literally had to have somebody like pick me up and carry me from, you know, at some points from like couch to bedroom or whatever. And not being able to do things for yourself makes you feel like your life is over. So I kind of, mm-hmm. kind of actually went through a period where I was kind of hoping for a little bit of death or not that much so much, but like, I just wanted something okay. to be because I was just feeling that really down and out. And uh, I was just not myself. I was not, I'm not this person that, you know, right now I am way, I was way darker, but when you hear an album and the songs that you listen to kind of resonate and you listen to them and you can kind of start to relate to them. And eventually something about it happens to you where it just kind of starts to pick you up a little and make you feel, I don't know. It kind of carries you a little bit. I think I remember you, Matt, saying that like you had a Fiona Apple album once that did that for you when you were going through a hard time, like in one of the previous casts. So that's kind of what this album did for me. Is that my still favorite album? One of my favorite albums. I can listen to it beginning to end. Every song is the best, um, and it's just like it actually was about when he got out of rehab and how hard it was for him to acclimate to you know life. But then it also talks about like the the good things about feeling good and feeling happy again and knowing, you know, it's just a lot of insights and, and it just kind of helped me out. It was a, it's a good album. That's my answer. That's my answer. What? Wait, was that two albums you just talked about? Yeah. It's a double disc set. It's Ryan Adams and the Cardinal. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that either. That's, oh, I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I did not get your answer. Wow. Oh. Good job. Sorry, wow, buddy. you even got a double, a double album. Wow, that's clever. Yeah, so that's my one and two because I like it. It's a lot of songs, so to me, it's that's two albums. I like it. Surely, I have other albums I like, but for the sake of time, can 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 all of us manage to make it a double album? And some, I don't know if we can, but I'm I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna change what I was gonna say in order to say. Uh, Guns and Roses, Use Your Illusion, one and two. And this is actually because I've, I'm the kind of person that makes lists of albums that were important to me for whatever reason. And this always is on there. It was the first CD that I ever heard in life. Uh, my dad had just gotten a CD player and he got these two albums, both Use Your Illusion albums. I was probably five years old. This is 1991 or two. And, uh, he did not care for Guns N' Roses. He got them as a birthday present and he was, I don't know what his problem was, but didn't care for him. And so I uh, figured out how to, how to put him in and I listened to them like obsessively. And then after that, I, I remember seeing uh, uh, the music video cause I would always get up early at like five o'clock and go downstairs and watch the MTV. Cause I was a little uh, hipster poser child <laughs> and seeing Guns N' Roses uh, video for uh, Live and Let Die, which I didn't know was a, a Paul McCartney song for years. I saw Axl Rose, who clearly, even from a distance, has some mental problems. And uh, 
I identified very strongly with uh, with with the the character, both him and, and Slash. And I got in a lot of trouble for uh, drawing pictures of Guns and Roses all over my like homework when I was in kindergarten. But uh, it, it really uh, affected. It's a, a real pretentious pair of albums uh, <laughs> that are grand in scale. It's crazy because Guns N' Roses, this, uh, you know, uh, classic rock that a lot of the Guns N' Roses fans are the sort of denim clad, you know, kind of like Leonard Skinner boys, you know? But then this band comes out with a double album that is pretty much for lack of a, a better uh, term, it's, it's Queen meets Elton John meets Guns N' Roses for the most part. You know, lots of piano ballads, lots of orchestration, lots of tempo changes. And uh, I think it to this day represents a, a big reach, which I like, you know, after an album, a really successful hard rock album that's all about like drugs and the streets and being gritty. He decides that he's mm -hmm. gonna alienate anybody that liked that first album and try to do like this big bloated pretentious like opera of a, of a double album, which I will always be impressed by the audacity to attempt that in 1991 right. or whatever, you know, just, yeah. it's a big fuck you and I, I, I <laughs> greatly. <laughs> cool. Wow. Right guys, I have to go get my, my laptop charger. I'll be yeah. right back. Charge it up. Laptop charger. Yeah, we'll put some laptop charger music in there. Yeah, just throw some laptop charger music here. I'll do a little, I'll play along to it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That was, it sounds like feedback a little bit. <laughs> I've lost all the energy of like, yeah, we're live, we're recording. <laughs> I couldn't even. <laughs> so, what's your top two, Matthew? Wait, well, double album of choice. I definitely. There's no double albums that I'm even into because I always, I always, I honestly was always disgusted by each and every double album I came across because I, there's never, I've never been like, oh yeah, you just, you couldn't whittle this down to one CD. There's always just, for me, there's always way too much failure because people, a lot of people, for me, um, I sometimes get the argument with like Smashing Pumpkins people are like, yeah, well, Melancholy is actually, I think they're, that's my favorite album, but I just, I would have to just, I have to, I just have to spit on their grave before they're even dead. Just because it's, for me, it's like Siamese Dream is so clearly superior to Melancholy. You like song for song and then Melancholy for me is a bunch of just filler songs. It's so skippable. So I unfortunately will have to break this mold of double album because if I'm being authentic, I generally use the illusion that's that's I that's I appreciate everything you said and for the reason I actually would agree with that for those criteria for that and Michelle I'm simply just unfamiliar with the album that you said but it sounds so glorious but for me I'm just gonna pick two um I would say I definitely know what my number one is and I think there is kind of like a tie for my my second album I might have to give a quick honorary mention because for me, uh, just because for me, it's like they're just a through and through album that's just so cohesive. 
no skippable songs. It's just every song is like a Stone Cold classic for me. And for me, one of those albums that I discovered kind of, you know, late in life, it wasn't like one of my coming of age albums, but Joanna Newsome, uh, Milk Eyed Mender. I don't know if you ever, if you guys uh, do what's around with uh, Mrs. Harp at all. She's, um, but that for me, that album is just, uh, it's, I never, I never heard a harp. The only other experience I ever heard was somebody playing a harp, and I'm not talking like a kind of harp. Um, that I just, that's clearly a, a little visual thing I did, and I don't know how to break that down and describe what I did, but, um, but it's like, I only know like harpo, like a harpo marks kind of harp, where he's just like playing that beautiful. And I was always really into that scene. Like, I loved like, um, I love the Harpo harp scenes. I love the, the Chico piano, but why digress? But I never really took a harp seriously as like contemporary music until like specifically this Joanna Newsome album. And I don't know how to um, describe it, but it's just for me, it's just like I can just listen to that album at any time. Every song is super attainable. They run into one another. It's just like such a cohesive, beautiful piece of music. My second album that I think is just, just, just totally perfectly works together in such a masterpiece is probably um wilco's uh yankee hotel foxtrot and for me that's just from beginning to end i love i love the opening i think i really enjoy that album too there was a documentary about the making of that album which i was really into and uh that's just I, i think that's sort of added to the but that's just an album that i just just for me flawless the songs go through one to the other but that's these are both sort of things I discovered late in life, but probably my mo- my number one coming of age album, which is, it's honestly, I'm a little, like I always get a little like defensive and a little embarrassed because it's almost just like so hacked to be like, oh yeah, this is your favorite album. And then people, even the people that are like into this band are like, yeah, that's such a hack album to have as your favorite album. Or the people that aren't really even into the band, but it's such a hack band to, to be like, oh, you really love this band. That's a lot of preamble, a lot of setup for my favorite album through and through. And even when I think it could be dethroned and I go back to it, I'm just like, no, this uh, for me, an album, like I need to be crushed to my core. Like this isn't even an album that I can even listen to often because it'll just, it'll just, it'll just take me down. It'll just make me pretty much catatonic. I'm just like, ah, I'm fucking done for. And that for me, my friends is okay. Computer Radiohead. That fucking that and it's embar- there's a I have I'm self-conscious saying it because I put uh, there's a lot of like um connotation I feel to that and I feel it when I say that and um but it's like I hey the heart knows what the heart the heart knows what the heart wants and for me that is the album that just that just destroys me every time and that one is also really wrapped into like coming of age and childhood and stuff like that so so there's like that's you it's almost like it's hard to listen to that with like an objective just like okay like how do i really feel about this that's yeah. so wrapped up in that and that for me is my top that was my top three i'll be honest nice you can cut one of those nice, so. nice. well is this the end of the yeah. road gentlemen is this yeah. the end this is the, the end of 2020 for all of us and i before we go, I think that our first foray into a Zoom episode went uh, better than expected. You know, a little bit of a learning curve, but uh, yeah. curve, curb, a learning curve. But you got it, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, we're going with it. 
Great, great job, guys. Always, always lovely to see you. And uh, and we'll be back in the year 2021. Indeed. Oh, yes. All hey, right. guys. Hey, see you next year. Oh. See you next year. You, ever, you, ever do that? you ever do that funny joke as a kid where it always sounded like you would see them like in a really long, far away amount of time, but really it's um, just a few days? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stuff. That's a good one. Are we okay, really? guys. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> sorry to hi hijack the that note. All right, I'm gonna, right. I'm, I'm gonna stop stop recording now. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop for the love of God. Thank you.